Welcome to the Marriage Bites Podcast, episode 46. How honest are you really? Honest validation and dishonest validation. Okay, honest and dishonest validation. What is the deal with that? Like I was reading a thing that just sort of occurred to me. This is how to explain when validation is okay and when it's not. And maybe we should like do an official start and then I'll just explain it to you live on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Welcome to the Marriage Bites podcast. What episode is this? I have no idea. I keep wanting to say 83, but I think that's from a movie. I think that's from Star Trek. I think it's no, Galaxy Quest. No, that's from Galaxy Quest making fun of Star Trek. Right. So, anyways, I thought that you show somehow managed of... to get Star Trek into the show before you've even started. Well, Star Trek <laughs> is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been watching some Star Trek. Um, the new season two of Strange New Worlds is out. Oh. So far, it's it's okay. It's not uh, it's not blazing, but it's it's good. Okay. So yeah. Mm, good. So. I accidentally mowed the grass this weekend. You accidentally. It was totally nice. Were you just out walking in the yard and next and thing I you tripped knew tripped over were, the lawnmower? Yeah, and you just like, <laughs> you kept tripping and pushing it. and then, Was that for like an hour? Because it takes an hour to mow with our push mower. <laughs> Finally it ran out of gas and you're like, oh, I guess it's done. <laughs> That's not exactly what I meant, but. So I went to make breakfast for my three-year-old who had gotten up later than usual. And I went downstairs to move the laundry, but it still had 20 more minutes. And when I went down there, I found out he was awake. So I got him up and I was like, I'll pick some strawberries for him to eat for breakfast. And I went outside and got a bowl and he helped me pick some strawberries. And then I was like, wait, these strawberries are dry. So I was like, I'll put some water on them really quick, but the grass needs to be mowed. And so if I turn a sprinkler on, I won't be able to mow the grass. So I was just going to mow like a little tiny section of grass right around where the sprinkler would be so that somebody else could come behind me and mow the grass the rest of the way. And then I got mowing and I'm like, well, I might as well mow the front too because it needs to be mowed. So I went out to the front and mowed there. And then I noticed some weeds that were in the front flower bed that are getting really tall and starting to seed. And I was like, I got to get those out before they seed all over everywhere. So I got a shovel and I dug out those. I called my 15-year-old to come help me with the yard because it's a big yard, a lot of mowing. He came and did about half of the back, but I'm like, well, I'm already here. Might as well just finish the whole thing. And meanwhile, the (laughs) three-year-old found leftovers from the fridge. He had some noodles from the night before. He ate those for breakfast, so breakfast was solved. (laughs) So I'm like, crap, I accidentally mowed the grass. And that was not what I set out to do. I was moving laundry and I was making breakfast. But I did water the strawberries, and I did water some other spots on the grass. I did get the laundry done. I did get the baby fed. Like What's funny is when you said the strawberries were dry, I pictured in my head they're like dry on the vine. Like Mm, dry on the... I'm like, wait a minute. How do they dry? And then I'm like, oh wait, it's the dirt. The dirt was dry. Yeah, the strawberries I could tell weren't getting enough water. So I was like, I'll just put a sprinkler on. Duh. I'll just mow this little tiny section. The section got bigger and bigger until I did the whole thing. Where was I? (laughs) You were riding motorcycles. Ah. And for everybody listening that was pre-planned, don't think that he was off riding motorcycles having fun. When I was at home doing all the work, this is not how that happened. Right. If we look at the, the chart of outdoor yard work, you know, on the check marks. Oh, yeah. His was way longer than mine. So <clears throat> I went riding in the Owyhee Mountains with two of my sons. Mm-hmm. We have some four-wheelers. 
Mm-hmm. And we went up there and did some riding. We uh, we saw some really neat things. There's this cemetery we stopped at. It's on the side of War Eagle Mountain called mm-hmm. the Fairview Cemetery. We saw some neat things there. We went up closer to uh, the summit of War Eagle Mountain. And there's this place where there was a lot of mining back in the day. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of granite tailings and stuff. Well, there was this one spot where they had uh, built like this terrace thing with large granite blocks. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. And it was very clean like it had been built a year ago. But was well over 100 years. We found these blocks that they had chiseled out and then put steel like bolts into to anchor equipment. And then we, we kept riding and riding and riding and kind of made this huge loop around the valley where Silver City is. And it's beautiful country up there. I mean, mm-hmm. we're sitting in the middle of June, near the end of June, and it's still really green out there. But we've had a really somewhat wet and cool spring. So yeah, that's we probably have. Why. Mm-hmm. Ran into some snow. Cool. Drove through it. I can't believe there's snow up there in almost July. Oh, yeah. We almost sank the four-wheelers going through a stream. That was cool. Hmm. We, we got through it. Garrett kind of got my attention, held up his hand, and it had a bunch of mud and water and crap <laughs> on it because he's holding on to the back of the four-wheeler. He's like, what? But he, smart kid, He before we went through it, he put his feet up. Like he's, oh, he knew. He, he knew, and I did too. I'm like, here we go. And we sank, and I thought, oh, boy, we're going to get stuck in this thing. So, oh, good thing you didn't. If we had, we'd have gotten really wet. Yes, you would have. It was fun. Good. I'm glad you guys had a good time. So while we're out screwing around, you're at home toiling, accidentally mowing the grass. I know. Sometimes I do that. There was one time I accidentally defrosted the freezer. I did not set out to defrost the freezer, but I was like, I don't know. It's just the way I roll, you should I guess. Be, you should be, do more accidental things. I should work more accidentally a little more often. I should accidentally yeah. cook dinner sometimes too, probably. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> So, anyway. What are we talking about today? This morning, I was reading something, and this thought occurred to me. And I was like, we have to talk about this. In the world of relationship help, there's a lot of people who talk about validation. And people say, well, validation isn't bad. And then some people say, well, you shouldn't just validate your spouse. So there's a lot of, like, back and forth on whether or not validation itself is, like, a good thing or a bad thing in a relationship. So... If a person is pressuring their spouse to validate them, if I'm saying, does this dress make me look fat? And I'm pressuring you to say, no, honey, it looks great on you, but if it's all wrong for me, you don't really have permission to say, it's not my favorite dress. If I'm pressuring you to validate me, to tell me that I look good. That's kind of an easy example of like what pressuring somebody to validate you looks like. And this is done in many ways, and it's done very subtly, and oftentimes neither one of them understands what's really happening. On the other hand, there was a time a few months ago that you were angry about something, and I validated that anger. I was like, yeah, I would be angry about that too. You have every right to be angry about this. Was it really a few months ago? It was last year. I have no idea when it was. All I know is it was in the past and whatever. It was probably last fall or something. Do you remember the time that I'm talking about? No, I'm remembering uh, other times that okay. much nearer. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. I get angry all the time, you know, throwing well, things and of course, ranting. We all have emotions and not all of them are comfortable emotions. And sometimes, a lot of times one spouse will witness the other person in an uncomfortable emotion, feeling angry, feeling upset, feeling something. Even if that emotion is not directed toward themselves, it can be very uncomfortable to witness your spouse having a hard time with something And our first inclination is to say, let me make this better for you. Let me fix it for you. Don't be mad. Don't be sad. I'm sorry. Like, here, let's fix it. And so that I don't have to see you feeling upset. 
And that's partly in some cases where validation comes in. So anyway, you were on the couch, you were expressing something that you were angry about, and you did not want me to fix it. You did not want me to be like, yeah, well, you can get out of feeling angry by just thinking a new thought. Because that was not what you needed right then. What you needed is to say, you know what, if you're angry about this, just let yourself be angry about it because it's valid that you're angry. I don't even remember what you were angry about. The point of this is to say there are times when validating your spouse is not helping your relationship. But there are also times when validating them is helpful to your relationship. Because after that time, I remember you're saying, like, wow, I feel so much better because I validated what you were going through. Right. Well, sometimes if you try to fix, like that time I was angry, I still don't remember what it was about. If you would have came and tried to fix that feeling for me, that wouldn't have been helpful. That would have... It would have made you feel like I was dismissing your anger, I think. Right, right. So this idea came to me that there is honest validation and there's dishonest validation. So if I'm saying, does this dress make me look fat? And it kind of does and it does not flatter me at all. If you were to say, oh yeah, sure, honey, it looks nice. That would be a lie. That would be dishonest validation because you think you're making me feel something that I don't want to feel. If I'm in my emotional immaturity, I'm going to be mad at you for making me feel bad because I really liked that dress and I thought it looked good on me, for example. But that dishonest validation can come back to bite you in the future. Oh, a few episodes ago, we talked about making a meal and if the spouse doesn't really like it, but they pretend that they do and they kind of lie and they're like, yeah, it was great. Then I'm going to be like, yeah, he likes this. I'm going to make it for him 20 more times before, before he tells me. Yeah, it wasn't really that good. And now I feel even worse because I made it 20 times. If you'd just been honest and not falsely validated me in the very beginning, yeah, I might have felt bad because I might have put a lot of effort into that meal. But in the end, it's better than putting all that effort in 20 more times before you tell me the actual truth. And then on the other hand, there is honest validation where if I'm wearing the dress and I'm feeling a little bit self-conscious about it, like maybe it's a new dress and I've never worn it before, maybe it's the color or something about it that I'm not super confident about, and I ask you if it makes me look good, and you really do think it looks good on me, you can say, it looks really great. That's honest validation because you really, that is your true opinion. So dishonest validation is the kind that we want to stay away from, and honest validation, perfectly okay, in my opinion, anytime. Because sometimes we do need to validate our spouses what they're going through. Or, or instead of saying need, we want to. Right. I mean, need, yeah. need makes it sound like it's a... Uh, obligation. It's an obligation. Right, I but see you what you're want. saying. Yeah. Okay, maybe I should say it this way. Sometimes validating what your spouse is going through is helpful to the relationship. Like the time when you were upset. And I was like, yeah, just be upset. I give you permission to be as angry as you need to right now. Well, and I I think as you talk about this, it also builds trust too. Mm -hmm. Because if you're saying, does this dress make me look fat? And it does. If I say, oh no, it looks great. And later you find out that I wasn't being truthful about that. Now you're going to be upset with me. Right. Right. But if I'm like, you know, it's not the most flattering on you. I'm not saying you'd be like... Girl, that thing makes you look like a hippo and a whale mixed. You know, you <laughs> right. don't want to do that, but say, you know, maybe that's it's not the most flattering dress on you. Yes, there's always a way to not validate something that you don't feel is honest to validate without being mean. Yeah, and going back to the food thing, I know I, I like to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to cook because I like to eat, and it shows. <laughs> but I also like to cook for my family. I, I like to cook for you. Yeah. And I try to think of really interesting things to make. 
And I ask you a lot of times when I cook, how do you like it? Mm-hmm. And you, I think you give me a pretty honest assessment of it. And I'm not a really picky eater, so I like most things. Yeah. So, so getting back to being honest and yeah. giving honest validation. Mm-hmm. Or what, what's the term you use? Yeah, honest validation. Yeah, okay. These are new terms to me, so I'm, I'm learning. I think it can build that, that trust within mm-hmm. a relationship. Right. Or it can destroy it if you aren't being truthful. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, dishonest validation is, there's so much pressure for that sometimes in a relationship, especially if I'm placing a lot of my self-worth, for example, on how I look in this dress or whether or not the meal that I cooked tastes good to the rest of the family. If I'm putting my sense of self-worth into those things, that really increases the pressure for my spouse to dishonestly validate me. When somebody is not validated based on something that they're putting a lot of their self-worth into, they might pout, they might punish, they might be angry the rest of the day and kind of punish the whole family for it and not be able to regulate their own emotions. This points to the importance of really knowing your self-worth for who you are, not for how you look, not for what you do, but just as a being on this earth, you are inherently valuable. The more you can understand that, the less pressure that you put on your spouse to validate you honestly or dishonestly. I don't need to ask other people's opinion quite so much. The more I value myself. Not that somebody who really values themselves will never ask for somebody else's opinion, but then that person is able to give their honest opinion. That's not my favorite dress. That's not my favorite food. And I appreciate the efforts that you put into making it, but I don't really like it. And you can be honest with that without it making it hurt my feelings because now I'm not a good person, quote unquote, for having made a meal that didn't taste very good. When your spouse is asking you for validation, they may not understand that they are pressuring you to answer the question a certain way. Sometimes we do that without really knowing it. But your side of that, if your spouse is the one asking for validation, to really go inside and say, because dishonest validation is so much easier sometimes to do, to just say, is this honest? What is my honest answer here? What is the honest thing to say right now? And if you are about to say something that they may find invalidating, how can I say that in a loving way? Like you can be honest and kind at the same time. Even if you're totally honest and totally kind and gentle, they still may be upset. And understanding that maybe you do need to tolerate their upset because of your honest answer. And again, same with your spouse. The more your spouse understands their own value, the less your words will hurt. And you can help them with that too. I think the way we compliment each other can kind of help. So if we compliment each other by saying, she makes good food for me, and she looks really hot in all the clothes she wears. And if, if we talk about our spouse and the things that we value about our spouse as their outer things, the things they do for you, the way they look, how much money they make, whatever the thing is, that can reinforce this need to be validated by you in order to feel good about myself. But if we talk about our spouse and compliment them for their character and for their kindness and just to say, I love you because you're you, those kinds of things, that can help release the pressure for dishonest validation from both of you. So it's kind of an ongoing work. I hope that to some degree, this will be a light bulb and all of a sudden everything will shift for you. 
but that may not be the case. It may be that this takes time because the habit of offering dishonest validation might be deep. And I would say for me, that is definitely the case. There's a very strong pull for me to just validate somebody whether or not it's completely honest. And if that's you, I want to normalize that a little bit and that you may find yourself doing it some more in the future. Try to be kind to yourself and have grace for yourself and say, listen, this is a really ingrained habit. It might take some time to really change it, to really shift out of dishonest validation and find new ways of expressing yourself in a way that is honest yet kind. Also, the other way, it may take some time to stop pressuring other people around you to give you dishonest validation. And if you're really used to that, if you're really accustomed to asking how you look in this dress and getting this validation, if someone were to say, actually, it's not my favorite dress, that might be uncomfortable for you. And to be able to tolerate that emotion and process through it and understand this emotion is my emotion. It was not caused by the other person's words and to appreciate their honesty, that takes work. And if that takes a while for you, that's okay. If you have any questions about this, or if you have trouble with this and you really want somebody to guide you through it, even if you just want to send me a quick email, talk about it via email, awesome. If you want to talk in person, I have openings right now. I am here for you. I did put that on your thing. Yes. Oh, that's gotta be Grant. Grant did that. He, okay, so our 15 year old, he wanted to get on my computer for something and I don't remember what, but anyway, we were on the computer and he's like, hey, I have a new picture to put on your background. The background on my computer cycles through a series of different pictures and he put a whole bunch of pictures of luxury cars. <laughs> um, so now... Sports cars. Sports cars. Now I get to look at sports cars when I am <laughs> on my computer. Courtesy... Nice. 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah. It's his thing right now. Yeah. It, I love it. It's fun. So anyway, that's that's what that's about. I, I, well, I figured. I'm like, oh. I didn't for one <laughs> second think it was yours. You're not into the... Super fast sports car. Although I could. I could see myself. Part of me is like, hmm, mm. that could be fun to drive 100 miles an hour in a super sweet car. Do you remember what I do for work? <laughs> it's going to be on the news. <laughs> Police officer husband arrests his, his wife for... Speeding. <laughs> doing 150 miles an hour on the interstate for reckless driving. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Would you actually arrest me? I mean... Um, the answer I'm supposed to say is yes. But tell me your honest validation here. <laughs> Give me your honest like, answer. And then the next story would be... Um, <laughs> officer who arrests his wife for reckless driving gets into a domestic battery situation. <laughs> she beat him up. Just kidding. None of that is going to make the news. That would make the national news. <laughs> That'd be funny. That would be funny. All anyway. right. All right. Well, I think uh, we've rambled long enough. We have. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Have an amazing week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at you can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! Bye.
If I'm saying, does this dress look me look make me look fat? Those pancakes this morning were pretty... They weren't very good. It was an experiment for sure. And they weren't the best pancakes. But they I didn't say those pancakes, ugh, barf. Right. Uh, but I did say there's room for improvement. Yes. That just sounds weird now. <laughs> I'm getting weird now.